0: Welcome, Welcome back, back again, again To, to the, the show made up of friends Every, Every day from 5 to five 10 Come inside, what a ride Some, Some members, members of the, of the cast, cast Used to smoke a little grass But that was way back, back in the past Move along with, with the song Laugh your ass off.
1: So here we are and spike is back in his house hip hip hooray yay hooray mm. uh, thanks th- guys this is the second house that spike has attempted to burn down in his life
2: first time <laughs> first compl- one ever got back in though yeah that's yes, you know? right
1: the other one by the way was a total loss right
2: oh yeah yeah completely from the, from the top down that thing burned Nah.
1: did you have a basement in the other house mm-hmm. and that was all
2: well, I mean, this that, that thing was old. It was, you know, Baltimore built in the 20s, and it was all wood and plaster. Uh-huh. And it went up like a tinderbox. I mean, it really did.
1: Okay. So, in this case, uh, it was smoke damage caused by a faulty furnace. You're insured. You're covered. During the pandemic, you stayed in temporary housing, and now you're back home.
2: Yeah. And uh, the good folks at Allstate, I'll give them a plug now because they've kind of really come through. Um, they have stepped up, and we we have way too much stuff. We kind of discussed this last week. You guys had some phenomenal ideas. So did our, our listeners um, of how to get rid of some of our stuff. We've already started to purge. We've uh, gotten, we've gone through about 150 of 200 boxes that we've unpacked. Mm. I mean, that's, that's a lifetime's worth of stuff. We've been in this house 15 years now and uh, we just accumulate, you know, how I am. I never throw anything away. Mm. And, uh, We've set up these big folding tables like they use at church basements, right? Ah. And everything that comes out of a box goes on this table, very Marie Kondo. hmm And uh, I've made some hard calls on and some of things. Does it favorite bring you things. joy?
0: Does it bring <laughs> yeah, you really. joy?
2: Well, my I ever get terrible my terrible impression you know, t-shirt of, uh, from, of Marie yeah. Kondo. My Bangkok Harley Davidson t-shirt is going to go to some other home that will love it even more than I do because awesome. I've never, ever worn it. And there's just so many things. Wow. But but a lot of the things we just, I just won't, I won't ever part with. I will never part with a picture of Melissa with uh, Angus Young's face nuzzled in her bosom. Right. A picture of Ozzy Osbourne with, well, his, uh, here, here's with funny Melissa's about that, face nuzzled way. in
1: his bosom. What, do you want to know what's funny about that? <laughs> it's not that Melissa won't part with it. You won't part with it.
2: That, I love it, man. That's your fantasy more than hers. I'm suspecting a picture of Melissa with her legs wrapped around Sammy Hagar's waist at the gorge. You know, I mean, it's yeah. these are the well, days are of your, our lives. Yeah, <laughs> that's your family heirlooms that you share yeah. with the grandkids. I mean, that's you yeah, know, that's,
3: absolutely.
1: Now, now, uh, Here's your sure.
2: grandma in a leopard print dress making out with Sammy Hagar? Yeah, you come now, from good stock.
1: Uh, f- I just want to be clear about one thing: you don't have any pictures of her with Prince Andrew. <laughs> no no that's, uh, well, that's where
2: that's where the real money is yeah. that's a shame
1: and it w- he wouldn't have been interested because <laughs> she would have been you know out of high school but still yeah yeah yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. much like that lady's house up in uh, your neck of the woods it's over 18 years old nobody wants it yeah right, right. all
1: right well welcome home congratulations <laughs> it's good to have you uh, first off you sound better you were always a little echoey in the other place which was fine
2: well this you know and this place is brand new carpeting my sound bafflers are up on the walls you know it's good
1: it's back to normal that's yeah, good we Can start
2: making tunes again yeah
1: all right we can do that uh and joe uh, what's your latest this week as a school teacher is there a definitive plan yet
3: uh well actually it's funny you say that a couple hours ago i met my new boss so i'm very excited about that we have a new principal at our school and i showed him around our radio station and chatted with him on what's on his mind we don't have a etched in stone definitive plan but we've got a lot of okay this is what we'll do if this happens kind of thing right um the chances are very good that at least most of the districts around here will not be walking back into the schoolhouse in september Mm -hmm. uh kent very large district already said they won't be seattle very large district said they won't be so so uh we don't have a uh for my little district a hundred percent how things are gonna go but um brainstorming a lot of ways uh, me and uh, my new principal agree on one thing is we got to figure out how to not only teach these kids but put some fun back into it mm. for them. You, you know the reason uh, people go to school i don't know if people think about this much it's not to learn it's to be with your friends and to have fun and by the way that's where you do most of your learning so sure um i want to figure out how to build a you know how we can still have clubs how we can still have a lunchroom. and one thing that we thought of just today just thinking out loud here is what if you're essentially taking a similar schedule of classes with 10 or 12 people and those are your 10 or 12 that you're always in class with and this is like your 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 buddies your team whatever and then your pod uh, yeah yeah your pod and then if something happens in that pod if somebody does test positive or you know then everybody takes a break but it it you already know what 10 kids that you know you've been around are you talking
1: about the in-person portion of your teaching or are you talking about remote
3: the in-person part. When okay. we start putting kids back in, it's like maybe Smaller we groups. put them yeah. put them in in chunks, and then if uh, if a situation arises with one of the chunks, instead of having to shut down sixteen hundred students, you're shutting down ten. That's uh, interesting. Now that's just yeah. the a way of looking at it. You know, nobody's Smart. got. Nobody's got all the answers, but uh, the things we do know, and now as of today, uh, even our president is, uh, is is going on with this one, it's uh, patriotic to wear a mask. We do know whatever's happening, uh, everybody's going to be wearing a mask. I uh, saw that, uh, for, yeah. yeah.
1: Me- remember about a month ago, I predicted that if, he, if, he, if it was his idea... He'd have Make America Great or Keep America Great masks because it would be great branding for his speech election campaign.
3: Put a rebel flag on there and
4: I think so.
1: Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, liberate me, you could put on the mask and still yeah, wear yeah, it. Yeah. It would be fun.
2: Well, that's great yeah, the president so, came around. Is, he, is his boss going to let him stop uh, putting stuff on the internet? Uh, so, you know those, nope. those all those Russian memes I keep seeing on uh, on Facebook. Yeah.
1: I don't Maybe, know where my, are those my mask memes. my freedom my choice crap. I think Hillary's in her basement doing those Russian memes. I don't think they come <laughs> from him.
3: <laughs> but so. I think I, I think even from the top on down we all realize uh, and here it's getting worse and pretty much everywhere it's getting worse. It's it's not going away until we all cover our snouts and sit sit down for a good long while yeah and since we're not willing to do that um i don't think we're going back to schools or concerts or even football games anytime soon yeah
1: it's gonna be a while and uh there was some good news today Uh, my scientist friend the video guy i watch every single day his name is uh, john campbell dr john campbell he's a british scientist who does a roundup about 30 minutes uh, video every single day about the latest and greatest of what's going on in the world and what the newest research is. And today's video was about new research that says and, and sort of explains why kids have more immunity. And it's the very same reason you would expect them not to. Uh, the term used to describe a classroom often when it comes to getting sick and getting colds is that it's a Petri dish. Well, yeah. the fact that school kids are exposed to way more coronaviruses, they're now starting to think that that may be why kids don't actually get this one. And uh, there's newer research as well that seems to indicate uh, that immunity lasts longer than they had worried that it might you know they were worried that after three months you might need a booster shot they've taken all of the people uh that they're aware of who've had sars and find out that everyone who's had sars which is another coronavirus seems to be immune to this thing like none of them get it really and that according to my scientist friend is incredibly good news because it means that once they create a vaccine, that the original dream, which we were hoping wouldn't turn into a nightmare, that we could literally wipe this thing out, might actually be possible. So that's the but that's the good news I saw today in my reading and uh, you know and studying of of research that's out. None of it's uh, conclusive, but this the SARS study. And the one about uh, school children, uh, both of those have been peer-reviewed and uh, and actually mean something. So you, you'll hear about them in the next few days. Uh, it was good news. Uh, on the front of, you know, can we kick this thing or is it going to be like a horror movie where something worse is around the corner? Today looked like good news.
3: Yeah, and the folks at Oxford, England, they're... they're the ones that er- every time you read some good news about it, any kind of vaccine, it seems to be coming from there. And they seem to either they have the best publicists or they're actually making some progress. But
1: uh, well, they got both. Promising. Actually, they, you know, the Oxford has done well. There's a there's a whole lot of scientists vying for, you know, there's not just a reality television show in politics, but there's a reality of scientists who rely on grant money. And and definitely they rely on money to do their job, to do their work, to do their uh, research. So, um, you know, it's a big competition out there. It's definitely, it's dancing with the scientists.
2: Well,
3: Government funded
2: research has made everything happen. Yeah.
3: The one I liked is the, uh, and I don't, It hasn't been proven, but seems blood type might have something to do with it. People with type O blood have not been getting uh, infected nearly as much with people with type A, and right. they're not quite sure why that is. Really? Uh, yeah. What do you have, Spike? O negative, baby.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm O the positive. Universal so donor I, type. Yep. Here yeah. You don't know I what liked,
2: I am. Mine's, I liked mine's red. That Does part.
1: that give me a clue?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you're
1: no. conservative. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, how can you have made it this far and not know your blood type? That surprises me. That's something you should know. Yeah. You I, never know. It if might be on my driver's there, license.
1: Let me look. Yeah, um, if you're, if you're a an organ donor, that's on there. Uh, but yeah. I was just saying on my driver's license uh, it says gender M. That's male. <laughs>
2: okay. Under Multi. eyes,
1: it says bro, which must mean brown
2: round yeah, okay, yeah, it's
1: a class D <laughs> license, um, there's no blood type on here. Am I a donor?
2: See am I a donor? You got a little heart on there. That's a donor sign, Universal donor sign is a little heart oh, there's a little heart there, a
1: little, yeah, yeah, organ yeah, you're a donor. donor, okay, so I'm an organ donor. uh actually, I should be a piano donor because I have just as many pianos as organs on <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, I got a piano I love dad jokes, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I love dad jokes, yeah. Now that you mention
3: it, I got a piano. If anybody's interested, I think I'm about due to divest oh uh emily has not played the piano she doesn't even live here anymore right and you know You've the piano, piano, I've got piano got is, too, right there's yeah. no small piano i mean uh, imagine yeah. the size of tv that could go where that piano is sitting oh yeah right
1: now. I mean, so you <laughs> <it's, laughs> you had borrowed our piano play that. <laughs> for a while and then you when we needed it back you said uh, emily still wants to play the piano so you got a, no, 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 a brand no. new one that right? was me that was me what do you mean?
2: I think that was that was both of us then. <laughs> oh, you yep. had because because you, you had let me your your father's piano, your family's piano. Yeah, that's a
1: different piano. Definitely. Oh, okay. My dad's okay. one. Well, yeah, geez. like Bob says, okay.
3: he's got a few pianos.
1: Pianos,
2: one are, you <laughs> owned-
3: pianos are like
1: aquariums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a piano donor.
3: Remember we the did Play it you loan- Remember that. That's right. We gave away a lot of pianos. The one you loaned me was beautiful. It's a big, yeah. I don't know if you call it a grand, but it was, uh, it a, was lot a baby grand. A-
1: and I did sell it eventually because, you know, again, retired. I'm, I'm not going to, I got little keyboards I can put headphones on and then I don't have to torture anybody but myself with how bad I am.
3: Yeah, well, it was such and a it, nice piano and such a nice piece of furniture in our, our our living room that when you took that one back, and by the way, you let us use it for like two years. It was a very generous uh, of you yeah. to let us park it there. But then Kelly's like, "Well, we can't just get any piano. You know, that was right. a really nice piano. We're not how much did a you spend on piano. the piano? Uh, four grand on the one that I bought. I shouldn't divulge that though because I want to sell it. Um, I think I got a good <laughs> deal
1: because <laughs> was, that, piano, was it used for four grand? yeah it was used also oh, it's um, a good piano then
3: oh yeah it's the same as the one that you had except it's not it's the korean version i think yours was the japanese no version. mine was
1: actually korean it was a young chang
3: okay mine yeah. is korean and it's not a young chang it's the one uh it's one level down like if yours is the uh say yours is the uh uh, acura mine is the honda of korean pianos sure but uh, it's
1: still probably worth what you paid for it
3: oh i think it was easily worth four grand when i bought it 10 years ago did you keep it tuned regularly yep yep we've been keeping it tuned and and, if we
1: sell it on this podcast can uh spike and i get a taste of ig
4: ah well i don't know
3: if if you want to facilitate the sale and moving it you bet i would pay a well well, facilitating just
1: means i arrange it all i'd be happy to do that right right, you got to send me pictures of the piano you got to you know just take a picture of the plate that tells you the model number and everything else and uh, someone out there will want it's a famous piano
3: it's a it's a really nice piano yeah. if you're looking for a big you know baby grand that's not gonna break the bank and and I would sell it well now that I've said how much I bought it for I I hate to do that because I was probably gonna try to get five for it I mean it's yeah. a really it's a pretty nice well, piano it's been
1: in I, Joe Bryant's house I' no, started yeah, start Joe's piano yeah, yeah, yeah. Was,
3: I would set I would probably settle for what I pay but it's Joe
1: be, we know we know you so you're a nice guy if someone has cash money on the barrel head and the piano can be gone in five minutes.
3: Well, first of all, this piano won't be gone in five minutes. You're going to spend five minutes scratching your head going, How am I going to move this oh, no, piano? Oh, no, it
1: will. I, mean, I already have the piano enough mover guys. lined up. Yeah, enough oh, okay. guys, man. Yeah, do you know who I have yeah, I, moved up,
2: lined up to do it?
3: Is it uh, Rick the Mover? It's Rick, Rick the, bouncer, the Bouncer, yes.
1: Rick, the,
2: Rick has <laughs> moved my piano out here his schedule is clear since the uh, jet shut their job shut down yeah that's right yep so he so moved far. my he piano moved. in here by the way well get rid of your yeah. piano
1: be reasonable I mean someone make Joe an offer he's got four grand into it and he bought it right at four grand used did you keep it tuned constantly be honest
3: Well, like every, it hasn't been tuned in probably 18 months because Emily hasn't been playing it. But in general, it was like a yearly tune-up.
1: You came and played it. In fact, the last time it was probably played, you sat there and you go, hey, this piano sounds really good. That's at least two or three years ago. So here's the deal. Get it tuned up right now and see if it holds a tune. Because if anyone's going to come and buy it, they're going to sit down and play it
3: yeah and and I think it does hold a tune well, mean, thinking it does
1: coming from you would be like you <laughs> thinking that a NASA rocket <laughs> is all good to go for launch
3: Well, I can bang on a few keys and you know you can listen to yeah. it yeah see
1: no, no no so so if you really want to sell it, get a good piano tuner, tune it up, have him uh write down what he thinks of it, ask him even what it's uh to appraise it for you and and then uh, really two, three, four weeks later when you play it you'll be able to tell if it holds the tune sometimes when you haven't tuned a piano in a while it'll take Mm -hmm. a couple of tunings for it to just get back into a comfortable spot where it holds it
3: right well i will definitely do that it definitely will not be now because we got this thing going on uh, called a global pandemic yeah Yeah. my wife will not let any piano people uh, even she won't even let moms and sisters come so we won't be showcasing oh, so the piano so it's not for, for sale while. right now Well it's not for sale because I couldn't when I think about it I can't let anybody in the house to come see it or look at it right. my house is my house is quarantine city it's yeah. uh, nobody so in nobody 12 to 18 comes.
1: months we'll revisit this
3: Well hopefully <laughs> not that soon hopefully in 12 to 18 weeks hopefully you know what? this is going to F- fade away, so...
1: Oh, it's going to magically disappear so? when, just because you need to sell your piano?
3: That's amazing. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> no. I think, like you said, if some of these good news things happen, at least oh, we'll get that, to yeah. where we,
1: so the good we news, can manage it. The good news is that maybe in 12 to 18 months we'll be behind this. But nothing I said is in any way an indication that what we're in now won't persist for at least another you know i'd like to say less than a year i'd like to say next spring possibly when everybody's getting the vaccine if it if it cuts out that quick but uh, i've been thinking this since like march and no one ever says it everyone always says like oh yeah two weeks and we'll be all right remember pence uh, in the first briefings two weeks to all better And I was like, that isn't all better. That's like we squashed it and now we got to be careful. And so I still, I got to say, until there's a vaccine, nothing's really changed except for how bad the wind is blowing, you know, for you and Dorothy and Toto in your area, in your neck of the woods right now. But the pandemic's not going anywhere.
3: And with that being said, if anybody's really wanting a piano, <laughs> it
1: really fix <takes> them- <laughs> Well find a way. Yes. Well
3: because the more I think about it, you can walk up on my back deck, you could look it over real good. Yes. And then if you if you really think you want to touch it, then you know, we well, could blow some fans or something.
1: Come I mean- in a beekeeper suit and play it, right? And then walk exactly. out.
3: Yeah, we'll figure
2: something out. Uh, so, so if you really I'm want the channel,
1: uh, we, we you know for a certain amount of money, we'll figure out a way to get you to yeah. Audition that,
2: this is all this is all stuff that's in our world. Melissa and I and Darby's world. Th- this is so different from everything we're experiencing because we've had literally fifteen, twelve, fifteen different people come through our house in the last week. Right, bringing movers in and unpackers in, and, and you know. The guy that's coming to tune the piano. we had the piano movers bringing the piano back oh the piano and they tuned cleaned. it right well they're they're going to come and tune it the movers brought it in and set awesome. it down now there's a tuner going to come into our house and you know i i wish I, I i could wait eight 12 months to not have anybody come in our home but we've we've got all these people bringing all these things so what do you do to protect yourselves does uh, melissa and
1: you get outside of the house do you open all the windows Because there's more to the science i've been studying in the last couple of days and one of the biggest things and joe this might be a possible plan for you is ventilation in other words yeah they're determining the that it's uh, it's airflow that in order to get a viral load and catch the virus you've got to, you know you got to breathe a certain amount of of this yeah, you airborne. stew in it
2: yeah you yeah. gotta, stew in, it you for gotta a bit. stew in it yeah but if you exactly.
1: open all the doors and open all the windows and someone comes in and plays and then they spritz it with hand sanitizer you know
2: you're pretty good i think well we, you know one of the things that it's funny the reason we're in this predicament is our furnace has the best H V A C hepa air filter on the face of the earth so every all the air in our home is scrubbed six times a day mm-hmm. every cubic inch of our home mm-hmm. When we couple that with open windows and open doors when all these people are coming and going, and we are bleach wipe central, and we're mask and glove central when there's people coming and going here, and we try to be diligent about wiping down every surface after they've left, every door handle, door frame, you right. know, bathrooms, whatever it is, we try, uh, but, we, but I worry constantly but So are this. you
1: in and around the house when other people are in it?
2: Well, yeah, you got to point, point people. You know, that goes here, that goes down, that goes up. Uh-huh. You can, are got a you mask wearing on. a mask during the time? They wear masks, yeah. Yeah, and, I think we are. So and they you are. are
1: and they are. Yeah, because I've,
2: I've seen the graphic of the urinal. I mean, the urinary thing. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. how this works. Yeah. If I'm not wearing pants, I can pee all over your leg. If I'm wearing pants, I can't pee on it's your leg. It's harder to pee on your it's, leg.
1: Yeah. It's much. I'm harder. wearing pants for your protection, not mine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt I'd keep and wear.
1: yeah, yeah. I love it. All right. So, uh Joe, so where there's a will there's a way. You could find a way.
3: Yeah, that's uh that was not on my agenda today, but uh selling the piano would not be a bad thing cuz that would free up a, a heck of a lot of living room for sure. A uh,
1: TV space, yeah. All right, that's good. What is on your agenda today, Joe?
3: Um, well, I don't have a strict agenda. Uh something yesterday happened here that is very scary. Uh talk about living in a world of convenience um i'm not sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing but i didn't even know you could do this uh yesterday kelly said uh, i'm gonna have total wine and more make a delivery do you need anything and i said what do you mean she goes oh yeah you oh, can yeah. just call them and they will deliver wine booze beer you name it right so oh, yeah. i thought she was talking like sometime this week and i said well you know, I don't really need anything, but let me look and see what they have on special. And they had this peanut butter whiskey on special that I've been wanting to try uh, for 15 bucks for a bottle. I thought, well, that's pretty cheap. Oh uh, go ahead and throw that on there if you want to get me something. All right. And an hour later, she walks down the stairs with a fifth of peanut butter whiskey in her hand. It's like you can have booze delivered to your house as quick as you can have a pizza delivered to your house now.
1: When did that start? Uh, well, uh, you've heard of the internet, right?
3: Yes. I'm looking at it yep. right now. I'm staring at it. Okay. <laughs> He's ordering
1: I, whiskey as we're talking. I've <laughs> known you guys for a long time. I've known you guys when you came on the air one day and said, what is this Wi-Fi I keep hearing about? Because it sounds like Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah, Wi-Fi. What is Wi-Fi? <laughs> um, right. And so what you're asking about, uh, I don't get as well out here in Vermont. But in every major city in America, if you want something, you can have it. Uh, there are so many uh, web services and app services, and so many businesses understand that their very survival and thriving depends on removing any friction between you buying and them getting it to you. So Amazon, yeah, this, this, yeah this new the whole development
2: world. for Joe, yeah. this new development for Joe, though, this is a pandemic effect. Because a lot of businesses we're we're, we're not going to be able to survive without delivery. Yes. Oh, you know, and even restaurants can deliver liquor yes. outside
1: too. Yes. Yes. And so that was that. There is a new thing about the law, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, you could always order a case of wine online. No. 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 Well,
2: wine. Yeah. But
1: yeah. But now it's not not
2: be, liquor to your door fifteen minutes later.
1: Liquor to your door fifteen minutes later. That's um, in Vegas. That means something entirely different, but it can yeah, the,
2: happen.
3: Oh, yeah. And yeah, but, I would expect it in Vegas. I just I didn't know that was a thing right.
1: around here. Not in, uptight
2: uh, Washington State, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, Governor Inslee here. He's he's got our asses on yeah. lockdown. Come on.
1: So yeah, you can get anything. Do you know that? Um, have you ever heard of an app called Task Rabbit?
2: No, that's where you hire a gopher, right? Basically, um, rabbit, not gopher uh <laughs> your actual animal may vary yeah, i
1: mean, if you to but get,
2: it's it's whatever uh job you need right well, or somebody uh, run something uh, not do something. necessarily
1: even all odd including carpenters and all kinds of things basically if you want to hire someone for someone for something you download this app task rabbit um the way i found out about it is when i was moving keith's furniture to santa monica from seattle and so uh you know i get to santa monica and i'm thinking there's a lot of furniture in this truck and i don't know if keith and i can handle it all because i'm you know the old man and i'm thinking we're gonna unload it yeah and Keith's like ah don't worry about that dad I, I, you got task rabbit and so you open this app you go to the category of what you need movers how many you want mm-hmm. two what time you want them to come how long you need them for you click on the app people bid on the job 10 minutes later they're booked
2: a stranger comes into your home <laughs> that's great well how and secure yeah, look, friends you <laughs> haven't <laughs>
1: friends you haven't gotten to
2: know yet right they're just they the sailors you haven't met yet <laughs> yeah
1: well and, and
3: they're probably vetted a little more than a stranger you're going to pick up in front of home depot absolutely <laughs> that's,
1: that's true you, you can, the point. Uh, they are vetted by the app they are vetted by the reviews uh in fact oh, you know, there you go. there's yeah. a certain safety in online five-star reviews not necessarily on amazon because a lot of them are fake but an app like this tells you exactly how happy people were with it and uh and and, and right you know home. task rabbit in vermont no it's bugs bunny and your elmer fudd go out and shoot it and have it for dinner that's
4: <laughs> right. <what> it <laughs> well i'll look Doesn't at that
1: because
3: one th- one thing i am looking for is somebody to do a big landscaping job and i'm willing to trade a piano for it <laughs> right.
1: sure you are yeah. that's I- an I odd looking- trade <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking for a a serious bona fide like we're going to plant some stuff, lots of stuff, kind of landscaper. And I and I really let me ask I'll a question about your in. landscaping
1: because I'm getting yes. into this too. I have so many hobbies. You know, I've always been a hobby holic. And yes. um, I I had to plant a blueberry grove here because I've been here for a bunch of years and I miss picking my own blueberries. Uh, if you landscape, Joe, don't do it without some kind of a watering system some kind of irrigation do you have that in your plans
3: oh my wife loves you more than any man alive right now bob rivers uh we've been talking about this well not many men alive love
1: me so it's easier for her to love me more than they do
3: well we this has been a, a an issue when we talk landscaping oh. she goes right to sprinkler systems and i go right to why would you do that and she goes right to to keep the lawn green yes and i'm like well nobody else around here is doing that why should we because i so want you
1: can to. be better than everybody else on your street yes. joe come on she, she
3: she wants the she wants yeah. that to be a part of
1: what we do so and we have a really small front yard and, i mean i'm that's I part of why do I it. think your yard is perfect for it, because you have a small enough yard yeah. that keeping it looking like a golf course, nice and trim, it only going to take you five minutes to mow it. But also, if someone puts in bushes and plants, when they're putting in lawn and all that stuff, that's the time to run the sprinkler system. And yeah. your yard is small enough. It's not going to cost you a lot in water, although they might actually order you not to use it during droughts in the summer in Seattle. Uh, but uh putting that aside if you're going to invest in all these plants why watch them turn brown
3: that's true and and uh uh i think you've sold me i didn't think about it that way i'm investing in these plants kind of by court order it's not uh so much that i want to do a bunch of landscaping it's that um i'm undoing some of the environmental uh things Uh, no it's not damage it's just uh, when you're mitigating you're
1: mitigating damages right
3: i'm mitigating adjustments um yeah and uh so the city is declared, it's kind of a long story, but we built a, a wall that wasn't up to what they wanted to see in a wall. So we're modifying that to make them happy. And then, yes, to mitigate, I need to landscape in a natural style, like plant some native ferns and all that stuff. And I, I So I need a landscaper. That, yes knows how to do sprinkler system i think you're right on for the front i think we need a sprinkler system. not for the back
1: though don't bother in the back
3: no the back is going to be it needs to be kind of kind of wild you know it's yeah. going to be ferns and and uh, and stuff like that on sure. a hillside but it's a pretty big job though and your backyard for, your
1: backyard's pretty private as i recall
3: very private it's yeah. it, it backs up to a green belt it's a it's a it's nothing but coyotes and uh and uh, big trees do you and kelly
1: ever nude sunbathe out there
3: no 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 we don't i'll come help
2: you move a piano if that's the case (laughs) yeah at
3: least not that i am aware of i mean uh, (laughs) if if she's doing it it's not uh, it's not when i'm around and
1: uh, no but you have enough privacy there you could it's nice and and you and so you the is the wall finished now
3: no the wall is uh a 10-foot wall that is still 10 foot in most places, except where we've torn it down, uh, we're down to four. So okay. if you if you looked in my backyard now, you would see huge hunks of concrete and mm-hmm. machines and uh, really just a, a big mess. But and once it, I get are all you paying
1: for this or is Mexico paying for this? I heard Mexico was going to pay for it.
3: <laughs> no, I paid. I paid for the wall, and uh, I'm uh, and I'm going to be paying plenty to undo the wall. But the uh, the contractor you've built, that have built
2: more new wall than Trump has, right? Is that what I've heard?
3: Oh, I built. I built about the same amount. I mean, this is a wall that the president would have said, "That is exactly what I want. Give me that yeah. all the way across the border. That'll keep them out yeah. just fine." That's right. Yeah, it is a solid concrete wall full of rebar. I mean, this yeah. wall. Uh, this wall would have stood for a thousand years had some lady at the city of Bellevue decided that it shouldn't, <laughs> and uh, uh, so it's uh, it's coming down. Uh, and it, like I said, it is a long story. But after I get the wall where it needs to be, then I need to Landscape. Uh, do a lot of landscaping.
1: And, and is that's mandated by the the county zoning? Is that there has to be landscaped, or is mandated yeah, by your wife? It,
3: well no well both the okay. the sprinkler system and making a nice front yard is mandated by my wife the uh landscaping to retain the you know the dirt and because we're on a hillside mm. uh all that is ma- is mandated by the city so i got a little of both yeah. going on
1: well you have a beautiful place should be very proud spike you have a beautiful place everybody's uh you know Got a nice place to hunker down during the pandemic compared to Finally, much yeah, of the world. We're,
2: we're very lucky, guys. Yeah. We all are.
1: Yeah. This is good. So uh, tell her the sprinkler system gets the thumbs up from me. And and it's not that hard to do. It's really not that expensive either. So don't let some high-priced landscape guy jack it up. You could actually yeah. almost do it yourself if you were into that kind of thing. I, did, I designed and did the one for my blueberry grove in my gardens
3: and i do have an in on that kelly's uh boyfriend josh that's what he does is he does those sprinkler systems so now that you mentioned that um i've got a uh i won't call him a few kelly's boyfriend while, kelly's no, boyfriend josh? did i say okay yeah, that
1: was a boyfriend. nice freudian Sorry. slip wow. there buddy yeah, yeah. so do no, they emily's sunbathe <laughs> nude in your backyard when you're not at home <laughs> not as far as i know yeah they, and they like i even help move a piano so. if you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right yeah. emily's boyfriend oh cool she has a boyfriend that's really
2: Hard-working and he's, guy, he, and
3: he, it's, that's he what he does. He does, does is,
1: irrigation? Yep, that's what he does.
3: Oh, dude, oh, wow. you,
2: shoo, man, time to impress the old man. Yeah. What an opportunity for him.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think he he should even, he'd probably pay me for the right to yeah. uh, go and do that. You could like be that. an honor
1: and a privilege. Uh, research yeah. it a little, well, he'll know. Research it a little bit. I mean, you could buy certain cheap stuff at Home Depot, but you don't want that. You want, you want the slightly better grade landscaping stuff. The parts themselves are not that expensive. You put mm-hmm. it on a timer, and everything stays green.
2: Yeah, you can do it for well, your fun. Need- that's ridiculous
3: now. Yeah. We wouldn't have needed that here until this week. We had no summer I saw. in uh, the Seattle area. Now it's, it's blazing hot out there. I mean, it's, I think, 86 today, and that's, for this neighborhood, is getting getting pretty warm.
1: Yeah, that is hot. Uh, in New England, we get some very warm uh, summers. It was 90- uh, seven or 98 degrees yesterday and then uh 90 i don't know 92 93 today and uh, it's going to be close to i don't know if it'll be 90 tomorrow but we've had a a lot of the country has been in a real big heat wave and i love it i mean i don't care if i sweat now because I don't have to go to yeah. any meetings.
2: <laughs> you guys remember Melissa's dad? You guys remember Melissa's dad? He went up Mount Mount uh, St Helens with us. Yes, that's right. I remember. You remember? You remember R.L. Butler? Yeah. Um, they're down in uh, Mesa, Arizona, and this is the first year they haven't come up. They usually summer up here in Eastern Washington, and then winter down in Mesa. They're right. classic snowbirds, but with Corona, they just stayed put this year. It got down to ninety six tonight. That was that was his yeah. overnight low, and they Mesa, were happy down about to ninety six. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was—it's one hundred and eight, hundred and ten every day. Right. Well, and get used to the eyes. hot
1: weather because it's an inconvenient truth that global warming is getting worse and worse. And in fact, I saw a a note from a listener who uh, and you forwarded it to us, Joe, who actually wishes we would talk about global warming more, and uh, and what a crisis it is. And it was nice to see. Um, and, and I did have a few. Did you have any thoughts about global? Have Do you think about global warming, you guys? I do.
3: Well, I will I will say I thought about it more before I started thinking about uh, am I going to touch my eye and kill myself? I mean, I started, yeah. you know, it's the, <laughs> the more immediate things have uh, made me not yeah. think about it. But I thought this guy's name was Bernard Seeger. And he did write a really nice letter um, saying, you know, that... He's surprised more big people uh aren't talking about this stuff as much um uh he says uh Given my centrist views, why are more people not freaking out over this? For example, why aren't smart, wealthy people like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Bill Gates putting all their resources on this problem? Actually, they are. The way they're doing it is figuring out how to leave the planet, because they know we're going to wear it out. At
4: least with <laughs> yes, the, that's right. With the, <laughs> they're building Bezos rocket and Musk. Oh,
3: yeah. They're like, yeah, we're yeah. figuring it out, all right. We're colonizing Mars. Right. By it's, the way, the United Arab Emirates leaving sent... Yeah, they sent a rocket to Mars yesterday. That's pretty exciting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I thought about, uh, and I have his letter in front of me too. Um, he said, a two-plus-million-acre fire burned this summer in Alaska, much lar- larger fires fires burning in Siberia. By comparison, the campfire that killed 86 people in Northern California was just 150 acres. Right. He said, we're in the process of creating an unlivable planet, and unfortunately... Even if we went to zero emissions tomorrow, the planet would keep warming because of negative feedback loops that are already in motion. The shrinking polar ice caps, permafrost. Anyway, he said, uh, you know, he would like us to bring uh, bring it up on the show. And I feel bad because, you know, I'm expected to be honest. And to be honest, I don't think global warming per se, is the problem. I think human amnesia is the problem. The thing about human beings is for us to all get together and row in the same direction, it has to be kind of an immediate threat. And if even a pandemic that might kill a million of us isn't enough, then something that's slowly killing us over the next several generations of people that we won't even be around to see, God, it's so hard to get people's attention.
2: Well, I, th- I think the problem is that you're getting people pushing agendas that are contrary to, you know, basic understanding and, and science. Say, say more, what I mean, do you mean seriously. by that? seriously. Well, I mean, you, you've got, you know, not to get political, but you've got a certain political party. Sounds
1: 100% political, but I'm willing to bite. Go yeah. ahead.
2: The word but was your key there. Yeah, yeah. Um, You've got a, you've got a party that's pushing an agenda that says global warming hasn't been settled. There's, it's an un, unsettled situation. There we just don't know yet, well, and we're and we're beefing up a coal industry and we're drilling record numbers of oil and we're fracking away the planet. And there's like 800 earthquakes a year in Oklahoma where there were none ten years ago, and they don't really give a rat's patootie about the environmental impact of their policy. Well, I would agree short term perspective. I would
1: agree that a lot of people don't care, but I don't think it's just people with that agenda i think the majority of people d- don't view it as that important and i'm well, not saying they shouldn't been, but uh, yeah, but well you know it's like look look at us um you know i do things that slowly kill me we all do
2: and we do them because we enjoy them <laughs> you know and yeah but you don't you know you don't get rid of seatbelt laws you don't get you don't you don't undo the things that are in place to keep us all safe when well, the but way the environmental you think seatbelt protections. laws are there
1: to save people's they save lives? lives they work oh. yeah i don't think so i think seatbelt laws are there because <laughs> insurance companies required it and uh and it's more about to protect the insurance companies
2: I think it's cheaper to keep people enough to put them back together at to a hospital. That's exactly right. It was actually cheaper. Yeah, well, now, the we reason there is the a cure
1: for cancer is because cancer is a huge money maker for medicine. You see where I'm going with this?
2: Uh, yeah, I like your new tin hat. That's adorable. <laughs> um, well,
3: the people, yeah. the people who are really passionate about uh, climate change and about being good stewards to the environment and things are not people our age it's people my students age now you want to talk about yes. some people who are engaged on thinking about climate change because you know they plan to be here in 60 years and they want to have a planet that they can actually stand on without having it burn their feet so yes. the the ones who are pretty uh, you know who are pretty engaged in this are young people and they're already thinking about like you know boycotting fast fashion and they're making huge economic what does boycotting fast
1: fashion mean i have no idea what that means
3: that means quit buying things at the gap quit buying uh things because they're in style this month and then uh, yeah, next man. month there's mm-hmm. going to be another style quit buying cheap throwaway clothes that is the fashion of the month buy sustainable things uh from uh you know that are are good uh wool or whatever products that are going to last joe and that, uh,
1: joe you know hemp grow it in your backyard this way forget about the whole uh, landscaping thing put in that um automatic watering thing and grow hemp hey,
2: hey joe are well, you sure. are you still teaching the marketing class joe
3: uh no i'm only radio this coming year because i've because I, too I, to I, I took
2: a class part of my part of my marketing degree that i'm pursuing last quarter was a sustainability marketing class the whole class was about sustainable um Marketplaces, sustainable customer bases, sustainable yeah. supply chains, those kind of things. And Joe's right, Bob, you'd be shocked at how many clothing, p- items, mm. items of clothing, make their way into landfills every year. Oh, I mean, yeah. you, you would be sickened Well after, everything after that short-term clothing Joe's mentioning. Yeah,
1: everything that goes into a landfill, uh, just generally speaking, that you know, we threw out that wasn't completely dead,
2: just we got tired of it. It's a massive amount of stuff. I mean, but but the clothing is. I mean, Joe's right. Like people chasing that short-term fashion mm -hmm. thing. What's in this month? What's out next next season? Um, The Patagonia company, their whole business model is a sustainable business model. They want you to buy like the last shirt you'll ever buy. You know, I mean, they want—they want to Excellent. sell you a pair of pants that's going to last you for well, twenty I'm gonna years. I'm going to hold out
1: for their going out of business sale because then where the really good bargains <laughs>
2: are. Yeah,
3: and the no—the Nordstroms are redoing their whole—they're rethinking everything. They're gonna—they're gonna rebrand their whole thing because, yeah. uh, you know what they're selling—luxury and 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 fashion. That's not what young people are into, and the young yeah. people are going to be their customers of the future. So they got to rethink. Well, I that.
1: just hope that these wonderful young people that you're talking about don't go up to be like us, and forget all the ideals they had when they were hippies, and you know just <laughs> care about their 401k and screw the planet.
2: Well, we're in the sweet spot of, of history, of world and American history. Hmm? You know, the, the, our parents were the generation that sacrificed for World War II. Mm-hmm. Our kids are the generation that's going to inherit the planet. We're trashing. We have had this sweet spot of peaceful existence. But again, we um, were indulgence. indulgent,
1: environmentalists when we were these kids' age. What happened to us?
2: We stop smoking weed, stop having all day to daydream about how things could be better. So you blame the
1: anti-marijuana laws for the destruction (laughs) of the environment. I love that. That's pretty interesting. Um, It's interesting. To me, um, all of this ties into a greater problem, which we should acknowledge as a species. And that is that we don't teach long-term thinking. We don't teach critical thinking. We don't teach uh, when we teach. And I know you do some of this, Joe, and I know there's plenty of exceptions, but generally speaking, we teach people to prepare them to go into the workforce and do jobs as if that's the main thing. And, you know, it's sort of not the government's job to give you a conscience and, you know, and, and, and teach you about loving and caring about your fellow human beings, but I wish it was.
3: Well, and I would hazard to say we don't teach much of either one of those things. Uh, We don't teach people to go in the workforce. We teach people to learn how to take a test that will get you into a college where you can go take more tests. Yes. We're not not training people to go get a job. We're training people to go get uh, themselves a huge uh, college loan and tens of thousands Uh, of dollars of debt and then go get a job and pay that off.
1: So... uh, difference the distinction of that difference is we are training people to be consumers of our Life economy. Yeah. I mean we are training people with the idea that you need loans, you need credit cards,
2: you need debt. But not everybody, Bob. Yeah. I'm with this brought to you by the local thirty two plumber and pipe fitters union. <laughs> okay train you in a trade that yeah. will pay you today well don't get a student loan get yeah. a paycheck while you learn
1: and local 32 and the trades are some of my favorite things because they're um you know that those are industries that you do something with your hands and you build things and you have a skill you bet but, but you know at the end of the day we're so focused on being consumers that um getting back to global warming how do you how do you do anything about global warming when you have essentially um, institutionalized being selfish.
3: Well, oh, you're right. one thing you do is uh, shut down the world voluntarily or involuntarily. The <laughs> yeah. pandemic has has helped a lot. I mean, as far as uh, some of the short-term, yes. you know, uh, some of the numbers as far as our climate looks a little better just from a few months of the world being shut
1: down. I know so. I saw those pictures. Very awesome, cool high-res yeah, pictures.
3: Yeah. And that seems to be to me kind of evidence that yes us humans are having a serious impact on the planet anybody that wants to deny that mm-hmm. i mean that that's really uh that's almost like saying you know this uh, virus is is just a scam i mean it's really obvious when you look at glaciers that i've seen with my own eyes and that aren't there anymore in my lifetime i mean to, to see that that those kind of radical changes now i know we had an ice age and we had you know we've had huge radical changes but but i, I think, think the ice sure. age
1: was also a scam i don't think that ever happened
3: well i know it wasn't from gasoline cars but i know something happened <laughs> yeah. speaking of celestial yeah. events by the way is that common yep. up
1: over your way eo wise can you see that in vermont i haven't looked yet because i've been extremely busy but i uh, i imagine it is yeah
3: yeah it's i've seen on it a Joe, show have you seen here. it yet no I've i want to get it, out yeah. there
1: tonight okay. Uh, quickly, because we are about out of time and I do apologize. I'm, doing, um, I'm filling in for a radio morning show in Worcester, Massachusetts this week uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, some people were taking uh, furloughs and I volunteered uh, to do that morning show for three weeks. So I have to go do that. But I do want to say a few more words about Bernard Seeger from Cascade Locks, Oregon, our listener. And he said a few things. He said what he does. And this is what I think is important. Not only do I primarily use a bicycle to move myself around the planet, but when I do drive, I drive an electric car. And yes, I have solar panels on my house. Wow. I'm about to quit my job and join the Citizens Climate Lobby to promote HR 763, the Carbon Dividend and Energy Innovation Act. A great policy solution that puts a price on carbon pollution, but then takes those revenues and returns them to the citizens of the U.S. as a dividend check. It's bipartisan. It's market. I don't believe it's bipartisan, by the way, but I'll read yeah. it anyway. It's market based, and the dividend hopefully will avoid the yellow vest reaction that emerged in France. So uh, he's look. He's walking the walk. So I always want to salute to Bernard
2: i hope i wish him well i fear he'll be crushed by the oil lobby <laughs> i really do i wish and i mean it. i wish yeah. him all the all the success and, and luck in the world right. he's we'll, right
1: we'll come back to more of this uh before we go what uh fun we had with our zoom uh, get together with our meeting joe do we have any more patrons
3: we have a brand new patron uh Ju uh debbie euler debbie thank you 30 bucks a month to be. wow a she's stable a stable genius, genius. so yeah she nice. just signed up so nice. i appreciate Sean, that uh,
1: dabney wrote and said Bob's salad dressing was very good great thank you someone wrote joe you were right and bob is wrong i'm happy to be wrong but he doesn't say what i was wrong about what was no, I? No that
2: works for every every week bob yeah. that works every single show what was i that's wrong fine. about that's- we were
3: discussing how to pronounce minot north dakota and right. uh, and, and it's like why not minot yeah that's what, what i said lady. minot yeah, You it's still minor. got it wrong
1: just then. It's not my not, <laughs> my not. it's mine it. Because I got a letter from a guy saying, finally, someone knows how to pronounce it.
3: Right. Well, I'm tell you what. I'm going to go there, and I will let Batea, you know
1: because I think <laughs> tomato th- because I think the other guy get- wrote and said I had it right. This one wrote and said you had it right. I don't know. I don't care.
3: Yeah. Um, well, I'll go and find out. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to pull out. Uh, I'll do probably one more podcast this week, and yeah. then I may disappear for a while. I'm.
1: Uh, what are you doing? I'm, I'm, are
3: you going to go to go to North Dakota? Ah, yeah, we could take nice. a summer
1: vacation if you want. I'm. I'm well, I think with
3: that. we i think we should uh this team uh that is playing ball there has had three walk-off wins in a row they're going for number four tonight that's wonderful very ex- very exciting baseball being played in mine at north dakota okay. and uh and i feel like i should probably go over there
1: and, and check uh, it out three more listeners quickly diane parham says looking forward to another podcast tuesday's episode had me in stitches just like the old days, uh, Faye Golub said, You played a bit of an old, sh- old show at the end. That reminded me of one day how I got a ton of Facebook r- friend requests, and I couldn't figure out why until someone sent, You're famous now. Then I noticed they were all friends of the show. Uh, isn't that neat? It was Eva Destruction nice. uh, then before Facebook made things, made her change. But that I remember this gal on Facebook, and we mentioned her. And uh, so there you go. Uh, Lisa Bostwick says, good show today. Thank you. Uh, We appreciate your feedback at any time. Uh, Anybody have a request for a classic Bob, Spike, and Joe that I can pull out of the archives?
2: I
3: haven't thought, you know. Uh, on the Bob's Garage, and by the way, I love the Collective Soul that you played last week. Um, there's a uh, this is not a classic bit, but the Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and I know because I just put it on our little high school station. What a great jam that was! Okay, uh, when he came and played, I got in your that. Garage. I'll look that up.
1: Any uh, really famous good. people interviews or anything you want to toss out there?
2: Um, I don't know if we if we replayed the Russell Brandt ever. I think we may have. I think we might have um, done that i'll look look yeah, for if, that if you have because he was promoting the film get him to the greek mm. and we had a choice between talking to russell brandt or talking to jonah hill we could only have one of the two stars of that movie that's interesting and we picked russell Brandt. and, and i'm good. so glad we did because i think that right. was phenomenal
1: i'll try to find one of those two uh see you bros in two days joe uh pick out a landscaping system with your wife
3: yeah, we we need one. Well we need a landscaper. Yeah, and then we need some uh, Well you got the you got the future
1: son in law. He's gonna be the son in law yeah. probably, right?
3: Uh you know,
1: let's, oh, let's oh, say though. Don't act record. like that if you wanted to do free work in the yard. <laughs>
2: Depends on how the
1: lawn looks, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. We're not we're not even that far away. So along he's like
1: Mr. That. right yeah. now well
3: hey hey, hey that's harsh i mean well they've been dating for a year and they that's just a long moved time. in so at that I age say, that's a
1: huge portion of your uh adult you know that's right. yeah, yeah that's huge we we
3: well, brian's moved pretty slow yeah, you know kelly true. and we we <laughs> dated for five years so it, that's it right. take, takes a while nah. you know so so no hurry on well, that.
1: well tell uh tell
2: your daughter emily we love her and we're happy uh, for her and uh keep us posted And next week we can talk about my daughter who's moving her guy across the country with her.
3: Wow. Bob, Spike, and Joe.
0: Shepherd Band and we're live from Bob's Garage. Oh. We'll do something right now for you called Born with a Broken Heart.
1: KZOK. We're thrilled to be joined for the first time in our studios by one of the country's hottest comedians. Jim Gaffigan grew up in the Midwest, but has moved to New York to pursue a career in acting and comedy. Boy, did that turn out to be a good move. He quickly became a favorite of David Letterman, has appeared on the David Letterman Show nine times. He's also a regular on Ellen, guest starred on Sex in the City, Law and Order, and Third Watch. Currently, his regular roles are on Ed and That 70s Show. So, big time, big, big deal, big comedian. I'm not impressed. You're not impressed? No. Well, no. we're not done yet. You can... Yes. Yes. Guess what else you've done? His career reaches a new phoenix this weekend as he takes the stage, the 8 by 10 stage at Giggles Comedy Club here in Seattle. And so, folks, if you only see now one show,
4: pay.
1: this I, uh, is one to consider. Uh, you're also on Late Night with Conan. Uh, did you know that you're on tonight yes yes
5: a late night well yes. of course you know how could you not know i gotta get back there How will it go? i'm supposed to leave in 10 minutes it's already <laughs> take yeah right. yeah conan is so cool yeah he's great he he's has a, a good time. what do you like do tonight six, on show? i'm doing stand-up and uh it's it's so great because it's uh, such a creative environment i mean conan's really kind of you know when i you know when i was growing up it was I mean Letterman still I'm from Indiana so doing Letterman Still holds a special place But Conan you you feel like you can Break some of the rules which is always Kind of fun and it's a creative Atmosphere and you know that the Audience is going to be kind of receptive to new ideas you know what I mean you can take like, chances you can take chances and you can be sarcastic And it's
3: a little bit of a trade secret I didn't realize I mean the show tonight is a new show it's not a repeat Yeah, it was taped a few days ago now I knew they taped their shows obviously they're not staying yeah. up till 1230 to do a show All right but I didn't know they taped them sometimes a couple or three days in advance.
5: Well, I think I think that this might be a special case because I'm so special. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, it actually it has... His thing was getting in the way, so he worked <laughs> around like, let's rework Conan's schedule so we can get... get I know.
1: Why, I think I know.
5: <laughs> I, you can guess.
1: Let me, tell you, let me tell the audience out there right now, we're not really here. <gasps> this it's is. actually Wednesday now, and <laughs> right now we're on a Caribbean cruise... Friday, just, with just blue
2: like haired every Friday, with blue-haired Jewish women. That's right. It's yeah. His way of taking Friday off, isn't
1: it? It's actually.
5: I think you know. Sometimes during the summer, he'll tape really early in the day, like three thirty. But he's got like uh, his tenth uh, anniversary show coming right. up, and right. he's also um, one of the hosts of the Emmys. So they do a couple episodes up front, and then he can go to L.A. and oh, okay. do other stuff. And I think busy,
1: busy, busy man. Not yeah. you, he. He's yes. busy, not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. You're busy, too. You are damn busy uh, doing all of this stuff. And I noticed that you travel with your wife, with your my, lovely my, wife. What's my, her name? My wife, Jeannie. Jeannie, yeah. hi. Hi. She's far away from the microphone. She's good
5: looking. Don't hit her on her. She is good looking. Yeah,
1: yeah. All comedians manage to get the hot women. How does that happen?
5: I don't know. It's luck. It's luck. It's brainwashed. Are you recently married? Recently married, and and, uh, my wife changed her name. I know some women have a problem with that, but I wanted her to have my old girlfriend's name.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Call me old-fashioned, but, you know,
5: when I'm in charge, I'm in charge. I do like the Bible tells me, you know? Plus, you don't have to change the tattoo now. That's right, yeah. There you go. I'll steal that tag. <laughs> Feel free. I don't think her parents like me, though, because apparently when you meet someone's mom, you're not supposed to hug her and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this <grinded. feels> right. <laughs> I ain't letting Let go. And if their dad's short, don't try and pick him up. <laughs> well, you're like a little baby, dad. That's a cute joke. It is important to look at the mom though. I mean
3: I knew because I saw the mom and the generation, I knew I know what I'm getting in a few years because
5: I have a very attractive yeah. mother in
3: law and a very attractive grandmother in law. Yeah.
5: Well Jeannie's mother's beautiful and she's had nine kids. So oh, uh, wow. Yeah. It's amazing. So there's Dude, some... Have you ch- had her... Easy. Had, Don't get any ideas. <laughs> I, I was going to say, have you had her fixed yet? Because I'm getting that out of the way right after that.
4: <laughs>
5: and, yeah, I, uh, I tell you, so we know
1: there's some fertile woman there. Mm, it's whoa, very man. special.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, and let me say this. This is very unusual for... I, how many, uh, Terry, huh, on your hand, how many comedians have come into the show at 745 with their misses? I mean, maybe two, three...
2: The kid in the trailer. Remember him?
1: The kid in the trailer. Right. His, his, his but name. he was, what is his name? Um, traveling around the country trying to make one. That was his name. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg, bro. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hedberg. Yes. He's funny, actually. He well, was, she it. was. She,
5: do, you, do you do comedy, do you, She also does comedy. Yeah. Do you? That's very funny. Are you all on the bill? Uh, no,
4: not this weekend. Yeah. We write
5: a lot together, yeah. though.
2: Yeah, Hedberg's trip was he was trying to get his wife some stage time. remember he brought her in here to let her open up for i mean he had opening act for his segment on the show no yeah here's (laughs) my my wife to do some jokes. (laughs) okay she was okay you know we were like
1: okay and then he came on and whoa what a difference
5: it was great (laughs) an opening
1: band here's my son to do some tap hit it bobby (laughs) all right question about you I understand this is true. You're a vegetarian. You don't eat any meat. Are you vegan or? Just well, no meat? I, I'm not a strict
5: vegetarian. I eat beef and pork and chicken, <laughs> <laughs> but not fish, because that's disgusting. It is. How can you tell when fish goes bad? It smells like fish either way. <laughs> well, this smells like a dumpster. Let's eat it. <laughs> I can't believe we're still serving fish with the heads on there. What are we barbarians? I just feel like the eye's looking at me. You don't mind if I watch while you eat my body, do you? <laughs> don't be distracted if a little tear comes out. You can just tell yourself it's butter. I do love when vegetarians try and impress you, though. They're like, I haven't had meat in five years. I haven't had a banana in a month. You, know, you don't see me bragging about it, because I'm not a food bragger. Do you know what they do to those chickens? No, but it's delicious. You can get me the rest here; you. That'd be do delightful. It.
3: You look in good shape, though. I mean, I can see your arms. You must work out. You eat right. I would say. Yeah,
5: I'm married. Okay, don't hit on me. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) No. Well, I try and I try and work out, but you know, I just I can't eat healthy. I like I had a hot pocket last night. That's that's not really a health food, is it? No. No. They do have the vegetarian hot pocket. For those of us who don't want to eat meat, but still would like diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's a hot
4: pocket.
5: It should just come with a roll of toilet paper, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Good <laughs> more. <laughs> They've got the breakfast hot pocket. That's a good way to start the day. Good morning. You're about
1: to die.
4: <laughs> hot pocket.
1: I noticed uh, the other day, I was looking in the refrigerator out here. Yeah. And I think, and times are, you know, times are tight for lots of folks and in the way life is these days with two people working I don't know if anybody comes home to dinner made on the table anywhere anymore and we are all either eating out or we have to zap something and yep. make it a meal really quickly and I look in the refrigerator over there and that's what it was it was Hot Pockets it was Lean Cuisine it was Budget Meal it was all these little plastic things mm-hmm. that you zap for six minutes and that's your end
5: it's mm. sad it's very sad the grocery store culture.
3: Yeah, there's front page USA Today, which it must be slow. We must not be nuking enough people because the front page story <laughs> was that Americans don't uh, don't eat as much dessert now, and they said it's not because we care about our weight; it's because we're out of money and out of time. There's really? just no time for that last last uh, part of a meal, and the dessert has gone the way of the dinosaur. It's sad.
5: I mean, I, I do love. Food. I even enjoy watching. I you know I won't make food, but I enjoy people watching people make food like the food network but you ever notice that the food network is far more interesting when you're hungry because when you're full you're like this is stupid
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> but, but when you're hungry
4: <laughs>
5: when you're hungry the food network's like porn you're like oh yeah whip it up baby <laughs> it is a little embarrassing when someone catches you watching the food network like what are you watching oh, the food network well, why are your pants off
4: <laughs> I like food.
5: <laughs> oh. I love eating late at night too. You eat late at night? Try not to. It's the worst time to eat, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you're not supposed to eat late n- late at night. Then again you're not supposed to drink booze in the morning, you know? Mm. And apparently you're never supposed to smoke crack well, whatever, I'm not training for the Olympics. You know? I'm sorry if after a tough 10 minutes on the Internet, I want to unwind with a burger and a crack pipe. If I do that every day, does it make me a crackhead? No. This no, wait a, a minute, yes. Actually, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But Americans, we love to eat. I, I tell you, once a week on the news, they have a piece on American obesity, and they'll show a person walking. They won't show their face, but that person knows it's them. I'll be like, well, that shirt looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Before a guy gets to work, hey, Bill, say you're a fat butt on the news. I know. Sad. Sad.
1: That's interesting. What an interesting thought. I, You know, have you ever seen that? They, um, Yeah. They just show the yes. you know, part of the person. From yeah. going away. Wow, and what a misshapen body. It's got to be depressing. You would know if it was you. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Hmm.
2: I look at my own ass. I don't know. You don't know your ass. You no. wouldn't recognize your and you know body. What? No, I, I'm lying because Melissa caught me looking at my own ass in the mirror last week. My <laughs> wife caught me looking at my own ass. In Naked the ass? Yeah, I got out of the shower, popping up in a popping a boil. What? <laughs> Just I look. I used to have a really nice ass when I was a nice when I was a kid and skateboarded and all that stuff, and I had this nice tight, you know, priest wanted me kind of ass. Not anymore. I I'm think I have a nice ass today. Thanks, buddy. Yeah.
1: Thanks. You know what? This is. I'm going to say this about <laughs> yeah. you. Uh and by the way, if you just tuned in, actor comedian Jim Gaffigan, he's huge. Hey, Jim. If you just tuned hey, in Monster Letterman nine times, his lovely wife is, is with him. Um you're a really you're not a, like a lot of comedians are shock and yeah. you know, shock and awe. Yeah, comedians. Exactly. I think they call. Them. I'm boring snooze. <laughs> no,
4: but you are.
1: You are an easygoing guy. I would imagine in the club yeah. atmosphere, it's very intimate. You get very because you do that. You get you, just, you yeah. are not afraid to speak softly. You yeah. Very comfortable and intimate with your audience. Well,
5: you know, Yeah. I mean, I try and you know, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like like subtlety. You know, mm-hmm. and just kind of like catching people off guard and stuff like that, and then hitting them new I'm yorkers sure.
3: must find you to be a little bit of a freak i mean the new york oh, yeah. comedy guys are most yeah. of them are
5: so fast being a midwesterner i mean and they're loud usually oh yeah definitely definitely well it's like you know i mean and i i started in new york and i've been doing stand-up there in, for 13 years and you know i'm this pale guy with blonde hair so when i would start and i'd go out to brooklyn they'd be like who is this john pesch I <laughs> had no idea, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's—I don't know—it's—it's it's good to have a different style, though. Yes. You know what I mean? But you know, it's also—you know—eight in the morning, so I'm
1: a little Just, bit. More oh, so energetic. you're more energetic later. A
5: little bit. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I'm definitely well, guys interested.
1: who you guys <laughs> guys who come with their wife don't usually bring the crack that the other comedians bring true, that right? helps them out. That's true. you live That's, in New York. Now? I'm kid- You know, I'm not kidding. too, don't you? Yeah. live in New York. Live
5: in a uh, little Italy. Yeah? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm Sicilian.
2: Are you from a big family? You still have I, I kin am. back in Indiana?
5: I got some kin back there. I'm from a very big family. Nine parents. Nine, nine parents? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, one of six kids, Catholic. Yeah. Man. You remember those people from big Catholic families? They show that Catholic after the number, like, they have to explain I'm oldest of eight, Catholic. Catholic. Six kids, Catholic. Eight kids, Catholic. As if you didn't hear the Catholic part, you think Eight kids? Oh. His mother was a whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was. Yeah, a cast, oh, like I'm, one the Pope's bidding.
1: One of nine. Oldest of nine. Oldest of nine. Wow. There hey, Jeannie, can you tell a joke before we go? Because we got to give you a chance.
4: Tell a joke. Yeah.
1: Well, you are uh, due stand up, right?
4: Uh well, yeah. Well,
1: well, you have to go to the microphone. Say she's uh, she's yeah. not really I'm quite. Just there. learning. Up <laughs> on the stage, there,
2: princess. Love you.
4: Yeah. Well, um, I know. actually, I um, I'm not. Going to do a joke because I don't want to, you know, take the steal the thunder away from Jen. But, um, I, uh, you know, because
5: I allow her to do laundry, yeah, and stuff like that.
4: (laughs) I'm more, I'm more a a personal assistant right now. We're still
5: negotiating her getting a license. What made you fall? Let me ask a serious question. What made you fall in love with
1: this comedic genius? Drugs. Yeah, roofies.
4: Roofies. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna name our first baby after Rufy.
1: Yeah. Very nice to meet you,
0: Jim. Thanks a lot.